Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from the Smut Studio in Venice Beach, California, with my co-host Joey No Chill Prano. Hello, Andrew. It's a work in progress right now, Prano. Yeah, I see that your uh, your ceiling's got a massive garbage bag taped over it. Your life's sort of falling apart. You, you got you got a hole in your ceiling. You're on Instagram getting your armpits waxed. What is this? Like, is this your Chevy Chase moment? Is this your Cat Williams? Are you, like, spinning out of control? <laughs> I'm worried about you. You're wearing three different shades of red currently. <laughs> I want red today. Yeah. I like it, though. I, I, I've turned into a big matching person. I think you've picked up on that. So, you're, you know, when you match, you're not supposed to do different shades. Really? Yeah. So, you're not matching right now. You're clashing. Like you got purple, red. I mean, I'm wearing green, and this—I guess this is sort of green. I thought these were khaki when I put them on, but yeah. So as far as ma- you're not really matching. What's purple, red? Like you got—that's sort of purplish. Well, they listed like as maroon. Little, yeah, this is a little like you got three different. I mean, it's close. Your your shoes and your shirt are are okay. Your your shorts are completely different color, red. I was gonna ask you before I got on camera. Yeah, if it worked, because you you are the official Dirty Sports fashion correspondent. Yeah, it's pretty good. Like if you were wearing like khaki shorts or you know if you were wearing jeans or something like that, the shirt and the shoes can work. But you know, it is what it is. You learn. It's day by day. Yeah. Well, I'm just You're, excited because I like that we just blew through your armpits being waxed. Well, what the fuck is happening? Well, this is like when uh, Britney Spears shaved her head. No, like, well, you, here's what happened. I go to get my back waxed like every three or four months. I'm a hairy dude. We, we've discussed this. You are a hairy guy, but no shoulder hair, no back hair. Yeah, it's weird, right? It's pretty my, amazing. My, my, look at how hairy my arms are, and then it just stops right there. But it's like a dead stop. But mine doesn't. Yeah. And obviously, we're outside a lot, shirtless. I'm shirtless all the time. So I'm not that anal. Like every three or four months, I'm still pretty hairy. So I go, I hit the vape pen. I actually bike to my esthetician yesterday. She's right in Santa Monica. Shout out to Yvonne. And I'm a little stoned when I, I am stoned when I get there. I'm thinking it's going to decrease the Yvonne's sen- hot, huh? I think she's attractive, yes. Yeah. I'm just trying to get to the bottom of like why you would ever accept her suggestion of waxing your armpit. I'm like, how hot does a girl have to be? Yeah, she, she's be like, I'll wax your armpits. You're like, let's do it, Yvonne. No, she's attractive for sure. New York, Puerto Rican. Yeah. Great she's pl- like, also, I'm going to shove this birthday candle in your ass while we do it. And you're like, okay, Yvonne. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's hot. So anyway, she nonchalantly tosses out while she's waxing my back. She's like, your armpits are so hairy. She goes, what if I just wax those? She's like, I won't charge you, no. Just what if I wax them? And I'm kind of just like, yeah, whatever, sure. I'm not thinking of the sensitivity. And she goes, well, film it. I can put this up on my social media. And there's your sign right there that it, it was going to be, it was going to hurt. She but was I'm, trying to get your reaction. But I'm not thinking. Again, I'm stoned, man. When you're stoned, you're not thinking. And wow. if you, I have the video on Instagram and Twitter. It's 
like Stephen Carell in 40-Year-Old Virgin. And then when she did one, you still let her do the other because you had to. That was the thing. I jokingly said, let's just do one. And then I was like, oh. But they have, can we just do one, Yvonne? But it has to be opposite the lines in my head because I can't have no hair on one armpit and no hair on. It's got to be across the lines left, armpit right. Well, Where are you? Uh, the lines are all filled in already. They're all filled in already. What's not in that video, and I said this to her, or what's not in the actual thing I posted, I'm game to wax other stuff just to fuck with it for good content. I said, I say this on video to her, we should get the letters DS, and this would not feel good. We could wax it into my chest for dirty sports. Great. Go for it. <laughs> Content is king. It'll be you'll be out there by the pool, playing your pool volleyball. The DS on. By the way, if you guys are watching this live, if the sound is cutting in and out, please let us know. We had problems last episode. Uh, my apology for that. I'm working on it. I think it's more of a loot uh, of a YouTube live stream thing. It's not a Mevo thing. So if the sound is cutting in and out, like last episode, and I apologize for that. Please let us know in the comment section. Yes, please. We think that's a YouTube issue? I think. Come on, YouTube. Step up your game. Because when we don't go live, it never happens. So what else would it be? Right. It's got to be YouTube. Those are new joggers I see. Yeah, some new Flag and Anthem joggers. That, that's See, that's what I'm wearing today. I'm wearing my new Flag and Anthem shirt. Yeah. I got my Flag and Anthem shorts. My Reebok Classics. I'm going all red. Going all in. Yeah. Love that new flag and anthem gear we got. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, these these are my these are my new joggers. I got a new flannel shirt. Dirt balls. It's almost it's almost flannel season. It is. Fall is upon us. Dirt balls, go to flagandanthem.com because you get twenty-five percent off that first order. Take advantage of that great deal right now. Once again, that's flagandanthem.com. You can look just as good as Joe and myself. And to reiterate, if you send me a screenshot of using our promo code DIRTY at flagandanthem.com, I will send you two free free koozies. That's the word I'm looking for. Koozies. Actually, that Target bag over there has... 10 packages that I'm mailing out today. Of koozies. Yes. Great. So take advantage of that. Flagandanthem.com, promo code DIRTY for 25% off your first order. Yeah. I uh, I love these joggers. Are, they're like they're almost like khakis and sweats simultaneously. They're like they're like khaki pants in an athletic cut. Yeah. I almost feel like I could wear them out to like the bar. That that's what I was wondering. If if they're I don't want to say formal enough yeah, to wear not, it to the they're bar. They're not quite, but I mean, I certainly could wear them to a bar in Venice. Yeah. I could wear nothing to a bar in Venice, but yeah. They're like khakis. It's like, yeah, it's a good look. I like it. Lots of stuff going on, Prano. Yeah. I, but NFL, I'll tell you what, man. I fucking love NFL season. Well, it's funny because I never checked the rundown. But you, you emailed me the rundown today, and I opened it up, and it basically just says, NFL football season. And I was like, okay, now now I'm checking the rundown. There's nothing on it. Yeah. Well, there's some other things we'll get to. Okay. So what are we doing first? Are we doing some NFL talk? Are we? No, we'll get to the NFL stuff later. Okay. There's so much. There's always so much. 
So much to talk about. I can't wait to get this apartment situated for games. By the way, I have Sunday ticket if you ever want to come over here. Thank you. And they have a new thing where you can watch four games at once. The game mix? Yeah. Now, last week I had it on my small little laptop, so it sucked. The only, thing I, the only negative thing about the NFL Sunday ticket mix is they do one screen here and three underneath. Right. They don't, they don't do four squares. And then you can, you can move which one's up in the thing. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know how it's going to look on a bigger TV. I was at Costco last night checking out the TVs again. Checking out the TV situation? I might need your help to, to maybe do some things uh, in the apartment. I'll pay you in beer. Great. I'm not drinking beer until mid-November, but you can pay me in tequila. Still? Yeah. Mid-November? Yeah. I just got to get back in shape. Too much too much on the road, not enough exercise, and still really haven't gotten back into my exercise regime. Got to get back on the surfing. Got to get back out doing some stuff. So in the meantime, just cutting back on my beer. It's a good start. Yeah, I think so. The sur- when you surf, it's such a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, like you get up before the lot. Of, my point is, when you surf, what time do you get up? Uh, usually, I try to get out in the water around seven. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you got to commit yourself. That's what I was yeah, trying to say. You don't have to. I mean, it's it's the great part about living right on the beach in Venice. Like, I could go during the day, but the wind's better in the morning, and so you want to get it when it's glassy. So the earlier, the better. But it's all tide dependent and best time to get out to be in and out of the water before like 10 a.m. Do you want high tide or low tide? It doesn't matter. Uh, depends on your depends on where you're surfing. Depends on the, the break. Like here in Venice, uh, mid tide's good in between because it's a beach break. So you don't want it super low or else the, it's breaking in really shallow water. You don't want it too high in the water. Like the waves aren't breaking quite like mid mid tide. Uh, up at like sunset where it's a reef break, the dropping tide where it's kind of sort of draining out it's better, like mid going down. All depends on where you're surfing. I, one of these and days. And also what the size of the swell is and blah, all that. Change. One of these days, man, you're going to take me out. Surfing? Yeah. Okay. One of these days. I'll start with the stand-up paddle boarding. I'll, I'll, I'll work, you know, I'll, I'll keep continue to work on my balance. Yeah. It's funny because people always, anytime I teach somebody surfing, they're like a snowboarder or they're a skateboarder. They're like, well, I snowboard or I skateboard. I'm like, cool. That's, that'll help you in lesson three when you're standing up on the surfboard and like actually doing something. But the beginning, it's just like paddling, being in the right position, yeah. all that stuff, like just catching waves. I have so much respect for surfers. Until you live out here and see it, that's the thing. Like there's, there's so much involved. Yeah. Especially if you don't live this close. Like even just living when I live on the other side of Venice, it's like you get in your car, you get on your bike, you got to get down to the beach. Here it's pretty easy, which is funny because I actually have been surfing less since I've been down on the beach. But that's just because I've been busier. But just to be able to get up, put on my wetsuit, walk out my door and go to the breakwater. Like you don't see fat surfers. I mean, you do. You do occasionally, but, but those guys were very skinny when they started surfing and then just like now probably ride longboards. And but that's what I'm saying. Cruise. There's so many calories yeah. involved when you do that. And like you said, if somebody's going to bike to and from the beach, all about it, man. All about it. Okay. NBA, we do have some good stuff to talk NBA. about. NBA. 
some kind of off the court drama happening. Space Jam Two. Yeah. You know I haven't seen Space Jam One yet. What? Yeah, I've talked about this. I mean, there was a time years ago on the show where you were an unabashed Michael Jordan slurper. You you loved Michael Jordan. I still love Michael Jordan. Yeah. How did you not see Space Jam? I just didn't. I don't know. I put that on my parents. Put that on Joanne. I mean, your parents, like, your, I put it on your brothers. Were your brothers, like, too old? They're like, ugh, Looney Tunes, gay. No. You know what? It just wasn't talked about. I'm trying to see. It came out in 96. Yeah. So I would have been either 14 or 15 when it came out. So what is that? Eighth grade or freshman year of high school for me. Yeah. I don't know, man. Just never saw it. I guess I should see it. Yeah. I mean, Bill I mean, Murray, obviously a big Bill Murray fan. That, that's what I was going to say. It's like everybody's talking about Space Jam 2. It's LeBron. It's not Michael. Who's going to be the monsters? Like I've heard the, the Warriors are going to be in it. Joke a million times. But Bill Murray has to appear. That's the most important thing. We need Bill Murray. Yeah, they need a Bill Murray cameo. That's for sure. Although Bill Murray, obviously Chicago guy, Michael, that was, I think, how he got looped into the thing. I'm sure he was a huge Michael Jordan fan back in the day. So I wonder if he'll, if he would do it for LeBron. No, I heard the cameo is going to be a, uh, a transgender actor who used to be a female basketball player, but is now a male basketball player. A true monster. <laughs> <laughs> It's interesting, though, because LeBron's got a lot of shit going on off the court. Yeah. Right? So he's got this new – is it a new documentary? Is it on HBO or Showtime? Or that, that new show. Oh, The Shop? No, not even The Shop. Okay. He has something else uh, – or is it even Netflix? God, I should know this. It's something with – it takes a, a deep dive and look into college athletics and okay. the whole system. I haven't seen it. So he's – I don't even know if it's out. It's either Showtime or HBO, I think. So he's got that, he's got this, he's a voiceover in that new, uh, there's a new uh, cartoon movie coming out. Okay. I think at DreamWorks. Like, he's, LeBron is full-fledged Hollywood now. Yeah. Well, he's here, he's in LA. I feel like that was the only true explanation to the move originally. Was like, oh, I'm just going to be all in on that stuff, and that's it. Yeah. I mean, look, to me... And uh, I saw I saw Rick Fox talking about it the other day. Like what Rick Fox said about the whole he was on Rich Eisen show, and they brought up the whole Michael versus MJ thing. And of course, everybody underneath is like, "Of course, he's slurping the new Laker." But it's like, hey, Rick Fox wasn't just a Laker, first of all, and second of all, he was like, "Look, LeBron's done everything somebody can do, and if he plays five more years, he's gonna break basically every single career record." And then, it's, and then he's like, I don't know what else a guy has to do besides break every single scoring points, everything record, and then have won three championships. He's like, seems like he's the best ever. But the, when he talked about it, it's like, I, I feel like LeBron has proven everything he has to prove. So if this is like him downshifting into like the transition into Hollywood – all right, fine. I mean, I don't think he's going to give any less on the court. Yeah. It'll certainly be interesting to see what happens with him and the Lakers, though. Well, someone who 
may be a Laker, probably not. It looks like he wants to go to the Clippers, is Jimmy Butler. Yeah, I mean, more confusing than LeBron wanting to go to the Lakers. Jimmy Butler it. wanting to go to the Clippers? I don't get it. So, Jimmy Butler wants to be traded. They've had problems for a while now. He doesn't get along with the young guys, with Carl Anthony Towns, Andrew Wiggins. Um, he's repeatedly said, right, they don't have heart. They don't have the dedication. They don't have the toughness to win. They made their first playoffs in I don't, God knows how long last year. Thibodeau says he doesn't want to trade him. It's kind of a fucking disaster. And like you said, why you want to go to the Clippers, dude? Yeah. The 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 rumor is he wants to go to the Clippers because they have two max free agency spots. They're saying next him summer. and Ka- him and Kawhi. But it's like Aren't those guys kind of basically the same position? Yeah. But also this idea that like this max money theory, it only works if it's like two guys. You know what I mean? Like, okay, Jimmy. Kawhi and Anthony Davis. Okay, cool. This is an interesting team. Sure, but like Jimmy, fucking like look, look at the uh, look at the Thunder. It's like oh, let's get Russ and Paul George and Melo. It's like just because you get three max guys doesn't mean that you're going to be a, a contender. You need it. Like Jimmy Butler is not the alpha dog on a championship team. He's not. Plain and simple. Why do now, you say that? Because just think about Jimmy Butler alone as an NBA player. When have you been like, oh, man, TNT this week is Bulls-Cavs. I got to watch that Jimmy Butler-LeBron matchup. Like, he's not because he's not. Yeah. Right? I'd agree. It's like even with the Timberwolves, like Carl Anthony Towns, Wiggins. I'm not saying Jimmy Butler's not. First of all, Jimmy Butler's a great two way player. Jimmy Butler is a great scorer, great defender. He's fantastic, but you're not going like, okay, uh, Jimmy Butler and Russ, that's a wash. Now look now let's look at the second players. It's like he's a great player, but he's not gonna be the alpha dog on a championship team. Now, if they got Anthony Davis, okay. He's a good second fiddle. Sure. He's a good Robin yeah. to someone's Batman. Yeah. I get it. I agree. So the idea that Jimmy Butler, first of all, the Clippers have always like they've always been a disaster. Well, it's interesting. If you look at Minnesota, I mean, those are three good play, especially having just the youth with with Towns and Wiggins. Wiggins hasn't really panned out as far as a number one pick, in my opinion. And we're talking the number one overall pick. Carl Anthony Towns is great. I just, I don't, to me, I don't know what that's on, how they don't work better together. Because you, you have three really good players. Then again, the West is so deep and so and, loaded. And that's what I don't understand, too. It's like, I almost, Jimmy Butler's not old. Like, I don't understand why Jimmy Butler wouldn't want to go to a team where, I mean, the Timberwolves are a great example. It's like where they're young and they can build and they're like, they don't have to be great yet, but they great. Like, look, the thing about the NBA now is it's five teams, you know, it's three. It's, I mean, it's basically three teams, four teams, you know, Rockets, Warriors, wherever LeBron is and the Celtics. Yeah. Are those the four teams that can win a championship? I mean, but, he's, He's 29. Yeah. 
Hobie, he just turned 29 last week. Yeah. I don't know. I do agree. Clippers, bro, like, what are we talking about here? You, you still have the Doc Rivers problem. But, I mean, you know, again, Jimmy Butler is a great player. Like, when you when you talk about a guy, he wants to go somewhere. The idea that the, the Rockets got fucking Carmelo Anthony this summer and Jimmy Butler's out there wanting to get on a, on a contender, it's like, wow, th- that's, that's two different players. You know, the Rockets get Jimmy Butler instead of Carmelo. That's a serious move. Yeah. You know what I mean? But Jimmy Butler leading some sort of free agent move to the to the Clippers? Like, if you're Anthony Davis, are you going to sign with a, a 35-year-old LeBron Lakers, or are you going to sign with Jimmy Butler's Clippers team? He's like, it's, it's me, Jimmy Butler. We're turning the Clippers around. Like... I just don't know who's going there and being like, yes, we're, me and you and somebody else are contenders. Kyrie? You would need a lot more pieces. And uh, like, like, my point is, you're right. Serious question. Kyrie, Kawhi, Jimmy Butler, Clippers. Is that team a contender? Fuck no. Not even close. So who are these? In fact, I would rather have Paul George. I mean, you can't. You can't I'd rather have the. I'd rather have the current. If if you gave me, if you gave me Jimmy Butler, Kawhi, Kyrie, and the Clippers, I'd still take LeBron and the current Lakers roster to go farther. I would. He's that much of an X factor at this point. Until he proves he can't take a team to the and finals. That's my point. So who is the answer? Like Jimmy Butler. Okay, Durant. Durant decides he's leaving. Okay, now we're talking. Yeah. It sucks for Minnesota, though. I, I actually I have empathy for their fans because they've had such a shitty run. But you know what? I feel like everything I know about Minnesota fans is like, fine, bye, Jimmy Butler. We got Wiggins. We got Carl Anthony Towns. We got Zach Levine. Some fans just like live in like this ludicrous area where it's like well I don't see it personally I, maybe you do but I just think again they've had such a bad run for so many years basically post Kevin Garnett and now they finally got some good young pieces uh, through trades and drafts and then you got this happening I mean Th- Thibodeau's got to be how many years has he been there he's got to be I mean Thibodeau putting together like the fucking old Bulls teams I'm like I'm like semi-hopeful that Tom Thibodeau is just crazy enough to just go, oh, straight up Jimmy Butler for Joe Kim Noah's $18 million contract. Like, yeah, bro, get that fucking defensive motor. Get him out there. You know you need Joe Kim Noah. He'll help out Carl Anthony Towns. He'll do all the dirty work. Just straight up Jimmy Butler for Joe Kim Noah. Come on, Thibodeau. All defense, all the time. Butler and Thibodeau, they, from what I've read, they don't have any problems personally. Right. You know, there's no issues with them. It's just Butler and the young guys, and now it's spilling But it's up. also Butler. He got traded there. True. So it's like, it's probably Butler and Minnesota. He's like, I was in Chicago. Now I'm in Minnesota. He's like, fuck it. I'm going to L.A. He probably just wants out of Minnesota. 
Wants some warm weather finally in his life. Yeah, or just like a real big city. Like Chicago's at least a fucking metropolis. Well, so, I'm, so is Minneapolis. What's the dude doing in Minneapolis? Like, what's his fucking Saturday night in the off season like? I don't know. I don't know what his off off fucking season Saturday. What's night his is. What's his off day like in Minnesota? I I bet, and I've never been there. Minnesota, I bet, is absolutely gorgeous in the summer. It's a perfect time to be there. You think Jimmy Butler's even there in the summer? Probably not. No. But again, I always base a city off how many pro sports teams they have. If they have a bunch, and Minnesota does. It's a big city. You got f- four pro sports teams. It's a big city. Right. But that the, a big city and a fun city and a good city for a, a young black athlete are completely different things. There's more sports teams in San Diego than there are in Minnesota. Where would you rather live you right mean, now? You need more in Minnesota than in, San Diego. Yeah, exactly. Of course I'd rather live in San Diego. Of course you would. So would Jimmy Butler. <laughs> There's no NBA team there, so he's so he'll go to the Clippers. Jimmy Butler should go to the San Diego Clippers. They yeah. used to be the Clippers. They should, yeah, he back, should. Back when our boy Bill Walton honestly, was there. if he was smart, he would he would announce that as part of. He goes, "I want to go to the Clippers, and I want to take him to San Diego." <laughs> now we're talking. Get an expansion pick and bring back Bill Walton. Make yeah. Walton the head coach. Oh, just make Walton the GM. His guys coming in. He's like, "Take this. It's called a microdose." <laughs> Now tell me what you think about the square offense. He's like, you mean the triangle? Oh, why would I go three sides when I can go four? The Pentagon offense. Five, the five-sided die. It's almost like I'm playing Dungeons and Dragons. And I am, because we're changing our name to the San Diego Dragons. Jimmy Butler, you're the lead dragon. Come with me. We'll cut the heads off of the NBA champion Warriors. Always Throw go- down this burrito and get on the back of this tandem bicycle, Jimmy. <laughs> We're riding this to the promised land. We're going to ride it all the way up to PCH to Oakland where we'll dethrone the the monsters of, that are the Golden State Warriors. Oh, man. I believe my son still has a key to their locker room. We'll go in and dose their Gatorade. Not micro, macro dosing. Good luck winning an NBA championship when you're tripping balls, Kevin Durant. You'll actually think you're a snake. Oh, God, I love to hear from Bill Walton. Yeah, he's great. It's always great when he checks in. It's always in. good. Another NBA uh, offseason drama news. Mark Cuban has decided to give $10 million to women's groups after a probe conducted by the NBA found the Dallas Mavericks have been conducting uh, just a bad workplace environment. So Cuban... Uh, is going to give it to these women's groups. The investigation found numerous instances of sexual harassment and other improper workplace conduct. Now, you and I have talked about this. This went on for more than 20 years. What What's Mark Cuban's worth? Why don't I look that up? And I always liked it. Like, it's well, always important. Well, th- these were the tweets. These were the tweets that I saw about that. I know exactly where you're going with this. I mean, $10 million is a lot of money. According to Google, $3.9 billion. Okay. I saw a tweet. This is the tweet I saw. And I don't know if it's 100% accurate, but it's along these lines. I saw a tweet from somebody that said, Mark Cuban giving $10 million is the equivalent of someone who makes sixty grand giving $400. Again, I don't know if that's 100% accurate, whoever tweeted that, but that was one of the tweets that I saw when all this came out. 
Yeah. It's still $10 million. The difference is it's, I I understand, and that's why I asked. I'm like, what? How much of Mark Cuban's worth is this actually taking out of his pocket? But the difference is, when somebody says, "Oh, it's the equivalent of them giving what was it, four hundred dollars?" Four hundred dollars for somebody who makes sixty grand. The difference is, four hundred dollars isn't doing shit for women's causes. They're like, cool. What are we buying? Like a new fucking placard for the door? Welcome to the women's center. Ten million dollars is fucking doing some shit. Yeah. That was some woke white woman. This is like if I gave $400. Thanks, Mark Cuban. Thanks for nothing. No, it was even worse. Even worse, in my opinion. It was Sean King. Worse than, well, no, Sean King's awful. Worse than a fucking come out and come out as white, dude. Just do it. Sean King, just, you're white, bro. It's fine. Accept it. Imagine you go to bed every night trying to act like you're black. Bro, you ain't. You're white. Just own it. You know what the thing about Sean King that bothers me? The black people that are defending that he's black, just because a guy's fighting for you doesn't mean he has to be black. Like, he's still doing great things for the black community. But stop it. Black people stop being like, well, his mom said that she doesn't actually know. His birth certificate says his mom's white and his dad's white. And Is that true? Also, yes. And also. How do we know that? Because it's, I mean, they've fucking Snopes and shit. You know what I mean? People have done the research. His birth certificate, mom white, dad white. But here's the big one. Drum roll, please. He's white. Look at him. He's white. What are we talking about? He's Paul I don't, I don't know what your fucking birth certificate says. You're white. Look at you. You're white. He's white. Stop it. He's white. He's white. He's not even white. He's. You can pronounce the H. He's white. He's white. But to me, that's where you do lose all your credibility, though. You can't. You lose your credibility in claiming you're not white. That's what I'm saying. You just just own it. Not by not being white. Like not by not being black. Like I don't care. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Like, let me put it this way: When I see a Sean King tweet about anything, my first thought is I got blocked. I'm blocked by Sean King. My first, yeah, my first thought is. You're white. Like I, I, I'm not even reading your tweet. I'm just thinking you're white, bro. You're white, and you're in this weird denial. Why are you blocked by Sean King? Because I way? called him fucking Paul Wall. I think so. <laughs> I think I, I think I put a tweet up of. I think I put a picture up of Paul Wall and said I liked Sean King better when he was Paul Wall. <laughs> <laughs> I always, you know what's great about Twitter? I love when people block you because, and I didn't even tag him in it. He just searched his name. That's what I'm saying. You know, Samantha. I'm probably also blocked by Sean King, former Tampa Bay Bucks quarterback. You know, Samantha. Who, by the way, is a far more appropriate person to leave Black Lives Matter. Oh yeah. That's that's my thing with Samantha Ponder. She blocked me. I have never tweeted at her. Never. And I saw there was you. You probably tweeted about Christian Ponder. I had a few Christian Ponder jokes, like like years ago. Which is amazing because your son's going to be Christian Ruther. I didn't say I would for sure name my son Christian. It's just that it's a good name. It's a good name. 
Sa- how about Savage Ruther? <laughs> Name my kids Savage. Savage. <laughs> Savage. <laughs> well, when he acts up, he's Savage. But when he's a nice little boy, when, he's when he's savage. when when he joins the Black Lives Matter movement, he's like, "I'm Savage Ruther." Like, you're white, bro. What are you talking about? He's like, "Nah, man." My dad had lines in his head, and he got his armpits waxed. Hard to say what exactly he was. No, it's not. He was white. Uh, I don't know how we got on Black Lives Matter. Well, we were talking about Mark Cuban. Oh, yeah. And you were asking if it was a, it was a white woke girl who tweeted it. It actually yeah. wasn't, by the way. It was even worse. The white male feminist. Oh, yeah. I'm so woke. I'm so woke. Fucking kill yourself. Michael Costa had the best tweet ever about the white male feminist. He's like, I think it was like white male feminist plus time equals rapist. (laughs) (laughs) Like that those guys are always like the closet fucking sexual predators. I love girls. I'm here to defend your fucking. You're right. Yeah. That's a hundred percent true. I love Costa's tweets. Yeah, that's right. Because guys like me and you who just openly say shit that'll piss off girls are the harmless guys. So not, ha- not harmless to my livelihood with your poisonous patriarchy, your poisonous masculinity, your toxic masculinity. That's the big one. That's the big word they love using out. Patriarchy. Yeah. I had to keep myself in check, Prano. I don't think we talked about this. In Chicago, you know, the, those couple of those women complaining about your one joke. I mean, women. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I've, I, that's honestly just for safety purposes these days. I'm not. Are you allowed to call people just women? Are you just allowed to willy nilly call people women anymore? I still think about that. I know you do. Like the middle of the day, I'll think about that girl coming up to you after the show. Well, you're one joke. Oh, the get- thing. The the thing is about both of those people, which is why they were dismissed, is. Even though one of them was a performer and one of them was also sitting in the back of the room like she was somehow involved. Maybe she was friends with a performer or something is neither of them were comedians. And I know this because neither of them got the joke. Yeah. They were triggered by the word rape. Yeah. But didn't then listen to the joke because I say the word rape in a joke and then both of them said, don't do rape jokes. And I said, it's not a rape joke. Because it's not a rape joke. It's not a joke about rape. Yeah, It's a joke about a girl's fetish. And her fetish was simulating rape. Like her, fe- she had e- a rape fetish. But it's not even just, the, it, it's a combination. It's a joke about her, her rape fetish. And it's also a joke of her lack of understanding of a how, word, of, yeah. a definition. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so it's a joke about stupidity. It's a joke yes. about weird fetishes, and it's a joke about like me being completely. It has no one is raped in the joke. There's no reference to anyone being raped. Yeah. There's not. There's no. There's no making rape sound fun or making it making a joke out of rape. There, there. The joke is not at all about rape. Yeah. It's not like my the one- joke's about a girl having a fetish and thinking her fetish is about rape, but really it's not at all. And if you guys want to see it live, go see my boy here on my left. Yeah. 
Yeah. You'll know exactly what we're talking about. I mean, it's a pretty I've I've told the joke. I think I've I, I've told it on other podcasts. I'm I'm sure I worked it out on the kooks new bits at some point. But the joke is basically that a girl once told me while we were hooking up. And I've told the story, I've told the full story on uh on Ernie's podcast on ADHD. They they reenacted it and everything like they did a reenactment of the story. But the joke is that a girl once asked to be raped. She wanted to be raped. That was her that was her that was her fetish request. And the joke is you don't know how rape works. You can't the one rule is you can't ask for it. Yeah. Right? That's it. So it's a great joke. Yeah. It's not, not even a, it's not even a joke. It's a story. But kudos to you to continue to do it in yeah. this hypersensitive PC culture that we live in. Yeah. Well, fuck everybody. Yeah. If Sean King's allowed to be black, I'm allowed to tell, <laughs> <laughs> I'm allowed to tell, I'm allowed to tell rape fetish jokes. God, I would love to get him on Dent Report. That'd be my first question. Just admit you're white, bro. Let, let's take it from there. Yeah. Let's start there. Let's start there. And the amazing thing about does does he try to play it like the the Barack Obama birth certificate? Like does he try to play that angle of? Here's the amazing thing about Sean King's defense of him. His defense, instead of just admitting he's white, his defense is my mom's a whore. Wait, that's his defense. Yeah, I don't know that that my dad, who's on my birth certificate, is real, my real dad. My mom might have fucked a black dude. It's like that's the- his defense. His defense. How desperate to be the face of a movement do you have to be to be your defense is my mom's a whore. I hate to go all Norm McDonald on you here, but like your mom's a whore? That's your defense? That's ridiculous. Just be white. No, no, I'm not white. I'm not white. Hard to say what I am. Pretty sure I'm black. Can't say for sure I'm not Chinese. You know why? My mom's a fucking whore. Well, if I went to my barber, if I went to Trippy and said, give me the Sean King haircut, we'd look pretty similar. Don't you agree? Yeah. He'd, he'd brush it down the front and then do the fucking player's cut across the fucking sideburns. Then he'd straighten you out. Maybe if I, maybe if I got like some hair dye, black hair dye. Yeah. I'd look like Sean King. Yeah, because he's white. Maybe we should do that. He's white. Maybe we should do and that. And his mom is apparently a whore. Why don't we do that? Why don't I go to Trippy and go, give me the Sean King haircut? You got to start growing out your fucking mustache right now. I could do that. Yeah. I could do all that. And then just start walking around going, I'm black. And then just start doing black jokes at shows. And just be like, what are you talking about? I'm black. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. This age we live in. Him, the Rachel Dolezal. It's, it, it's fucking wild. It's like you can't argue with science, biology. Be, feel whatever you want, but st- please, please don't go out and be the fucking. You're you're almost making it harder to for people to get behind what you what you you're believing. Not almost. Yeah. You a hundred percent are. Uh, look, here's the deal: black people are uh, get the you know get a raw deal, short end of the stick. Also. I'm black and my mom's a whore. You're like, what the fuck kind of fucking rally is this? It's like me picking up a girl on a date. And I'm like, don't you love my uh, my brand new Tesla? She's like, what? That's a 2000 piece of shit Toyota Corolla. Nope. Nope. No, it's a Tesla. Nope. 
Went to a car wash. Uh, I heard one time the car wash lost the car there. Who's to say they didn't lose my Corolla? And this isn't my Tesla. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? All kinds of shit happens at that car wash. This is my Tesla. <laughs> my my car wash guy, whores. Filthy, dirty whores. Have you watched the Norm show at all? I haven't, but oh, it's man. for sure on my list. I just watched, I just read a takedown piece on The Ringer today, and it's like, just don't watch Norm MacDonald's show if you don't want Norm MacDonald. Well, a lot of people don't get Norm. We get him. Stupid we enjoy people. him. Yeah. It's great. They're like, oh, it's so awkward. He pulls out the cards at the end, and he does jokes. It's like, that's the best part. How have people not figured it out? When he, that's his shtick. When he does the- He, uh, he talk about Me Too. In the Jane Fonda episode, he just goes, can I kiss you? And then they kiss. Well, woke people yeah. don't that understand it. He used his position of power as a host to make Jane Fonda, one of the fucking richest people ever walked the goddamn planet Earth, feel like she had to kiss him. Yeah, there's definitely a a correlation of woke woke people does not equal understanding sarcasm. No. At all. This is what happens, Prano. Can we title this episode, Sean King's Mom's a Whore? (laughs) No, I was going to say, this is what happens on this show, which I love, by the way. Football season, we didn't want to get to the NFL too fast, so we're like, what can we talk about? Let's talk about Sean King's mom being a whore. I do have to give an an internal dirty sports in-house stuff update. First of all, there's been a second death in Savage Town. Savage Town. When how how did the person die? How did they expire? Well, they're see directly across from there. Do you see? Do you yep. S- yeah. That that's dark. Two apartment two one nine. Someone apparently died last week. Can we? I need somebody to make a map of Savage Town, and then we just gotta start putting X's through. See if we can find a pattern. Is there I, a serial killer? I can get you a map. So 136 died, 219 died. Now here's here's some info about 219. He was always shirtless and sometimes naked. I'd see it every night on his computer. The rumor was that he died of a heart attack, but I'm also seeing things now of speculation that the last two people who have died also died when I was out of town. People are trying to say, I'm killing people. And leaving town as your alibi? Yes. Okay. I mean, I thought a better theory was you're the you're the sheriff of Savage Town, so people are taking advantage of your absence to murder. I, I agree with you. I just want to know who's next. And someone died on Mildred when I was in Chicago. Three deaths on the block. All when I'm out of town. Just saying. The sheriff leaves. Shit hits the fan. Apparently, I can't ever leave here. Ever. Just had a heart attack, huh? That's what they say. I'm trying to get more information. The the poor maintenance guy comes up to fix my, uh, you know, the, the leak of the pipes he's above like, my have, kitchen. You have leak. You're like, yeah. He's like, thank God you're not dead. Well, well, he he's he's white. He's white. Yeah. White. Is he, is he whiter than Sean King? He's darker. He's darker than Sean. No, King. he's not. But the poor guy, the great guy. He actually lives below me. I drill him with questions. Oh, he lives in the building. Yeah. He's a great dude. So so he moved below me, and it's so he hears us, by the way. 
And I said, dude, if you hear us yelling, I'm sorry. He goes, no, it's entertaining. He just he heard he just heard me do a Speedy Gonzalez impression of him. <laughs> Hello, Andy. You have leak. But he's in here fixing something, and I'm drilling him like it's a fucking interrogation room with questions. Because like when you go in, do you got to clean? Do you have to wipe up where the body was? How did they find him? What's his name? How's our sound coming in? By the way, everything's been good so far. Great. Hope I didn't just jinx it. Yeah. Andy, I'm going to get a beverage out of your fridge. You do that. Well, you get the beverage, Joe. I would like to talk about our friends at SeatGeek. The official ticket app sponsor of the Dirty Sports Podcast. Now, Joe and I had talked about going to the Rams-Chargers game this weekend. I think I might be pulling an audible. I'm thinking next Thursday, maybe. The Rams are at home Thursday night. This is a good one. Char- I'm sorry, not Chargers. Vikings, Rams, next Thursday night. It's going to be a great game. I was looking on SeatGeek. There's some great tickets available at a very good price, especially on the away side. I was looking exactly where we can sit because SeatGeek shows you the view from the seats. Dirtballs, best of all, all you guys get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code DIRTY today. That's promo code DIRTY for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets. Sadly, I have a show next Thursday, but I definitely want to go to, uh, definitely get out there to the Coliseum. Are you thinking about going at night because Shabelli told you it'd be too hot during the day on the visitor side? No, I, I just, to me, that's a, that's a really good yeah, game to see. Yeah, prime time. Especially Vikings. Yeah. Two Super Bowl contenders. Not that the Chargers aren't, but I have a feeling that game will have a lot more hype and a lot more Vikings fans, to be honest. Yeah. Like, there'll be more people at that game. You Maybe- should go with Swartzen. Swartzen will for sure be there. Yeah, right? Drunk. Yeah. There's tickets at the will call for you. It's under Nick Swartzen's fucking rich. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, uh, so are you out this weekend? Am I out this weekend? If, if we did do Chargers. This weekend. Ramps. I could potentially be into that. That's okay. down in Carson. No, that's, no, that's the Coliseum. Coliseum. That's a 1 p.m. game on Sunday. I could be into that. I'll take a look. They got a lot of good games. We talked yeah. about it. You want to get into some NFL? Week three? Yeah, let's go. We'll start tonight, Prano. After, by the way, after the Chicago Bears decimated your boy, Russell Wilson, or Russell Wilson decimated himself, depending on how you want to look at it. Uh, we are even after two weeks Ooh. on the picks. We tied week one with 11. We tied week one with, or week two with nine. Reverse that, Andy Ruther did 9-11. But, yeah, so after two weeks, a dead heat. We, we got to come up with a bet for this. I'm putting I'm putting next week. We have to have a bet locked in by okay. the time we make our I still, four picks. I still owe the insane clown bossy bet. Yeah, you do. And it has to be completed before this football season ends. Yeah. Even if you have to travel for it. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. I have Get an those I- tickets on SeatGeek, fam. I'll check out SeatGeek. I have an idea too. Use your twenty dollar rebate on some face paint. Can I be honest? Jenko jeans. Can I tell you my plan? Yeah. When I go to the Insane Clown Posse concert, I'm going to go a Slim Denty. 
I'm gonna shake. I'm gonna get my hair back to the old Eminem and bleach blonde it, and then get the face paint. Wow. I'm gotta. I gotta go all in. I can't wait. Have you checked if they're on on tour anytime soon? Let's check right now. Slim Denty was. Is there a is Slim something for the, one of them, or that's just? I just want to play off Eminem. Got it. Let Let me see what we got available here. I mean, I feel like they're always touring, right? You visited this page on April 23rd. Insane Clown Posse. Let's see here. Pittsburgh, New Jersey, Syracuse, Connecticut, Dallas, Ohio, Sacramento, San Diego. There it is. Anaheim. There it is. Wow. There it is. October 24th. Anaheim, California at the Grove. With who? I mean... With Clownus Presley? I have no idea. <laughs> Clownus Presley? Oh, I know who that is. It's an Elvis Presley clown. There it is. I'm going to head down to San Diego. San Diego or Anaheim? Oh, Anaheim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Clownvis Presley. <laughs> and I will go as... Uh... <laughs> Clownvis Presley. That's amazing. You should go. Oh, we lost Mevo. I think we did. I don't know. Yep, we lost it. Oh, you completely fucking jinxed it. Who? You did. We lost we lost the uh I wonder if that's because we were both on our phones simultaneously. We lost the connection. Anyway, let's get to these picks. Let's do it. Tonight's Thursday night game, the Browns are a three-point favorite. It's in Cleveland? It's in Cleveland. Against the New York Jets. So, I don't know who's going to win this game. Cleveland's looked okay while not winning a game. And the everybody's hyping... Sam Darnold, savior of the Jets. They're one and one. They they fucking got smacked around by the Dolphins, who I don't think are very good. I don't know who's going to win this game, but let me just say this to explain my pick. How the Cleveland Browns are favored yeah. in a football game against anybody at this point when they haven't won in over two fucking years is preposterous. You can't have them as favorites. You can't. Yeah. I don't care if they're playing this in fucking Hugh Jackson's house. I don't care if they're playing this in fucking Sean King's real dad's basement. Yeah. This is not, this is, no, I'm taking the Jets. I agree. I completely agree. I'm taking the Jets until they prove that they can win. I can't take them until they win again. Who do you think wins this game? The Jets. Dude, I will bet against them until they prove they can win. Yeah. Plain and simple. What do you, who do you think wins? I don't know. I don't know who wins this game. I think it's going to be close. And the idea that, it's, that the Browns are favored is ridiculous. Three-point favorites. Who, I, I don't even know who needs to win this game more. I mean, it's hard to say that the Browns don't need a win more than any team has ever needed a win. Yeah. But it's like... 
uh, the, I, the Darnold hype train certainly needs the win, right? Sure. No, I agree. I think that... So we're taking the Jets. So we're both going to take the Jets. All right, next up we have... Let's see here. New Orleans travels to Atlanta where the Falcons are a three-point favorite. New Orleans travels to Atlanta where the Falcons are three-point favorites. I am going to go with... Atlanta. I think... But what I said before this year, there's no rhyme or reason to when the Saints are going to be good and when the Saints are going to be bad. It just seems like it's a down year. Yeah. They're not playing any defense, dude. It is a division game, but it's Atlanta. They're basically saying it's a pick with Atlanta. I'm I'm going I think that I think Atlanta wins. I'm going with Atlanta. I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to go with the Falcons and shit. This could be a 6-win, 7-win. Saints team. Last year, everybody was like, it's a four-win Saints team. They were fucking great. This year, everybody's like, Saints, they lost that game. They should have, if they had won that game in the playoffs, if it hadn't been the miracle, they would have beaten the Eagles. They'd probably be Super Bowl champs. And yeah. of course now, disappointing season. No, I agree. Sorry, I'm trying to mess with this. I'm trying to end this. This is confusing, this YouTube. I turned off the camera. Okay. But I think the event's still going. Okay. People are just going to be confused. I'm trying to end it. Let's actually, let me just stop this for a second. Okay, great. All right, Prano, we are back. Sorry, guys, we're having some connection issues for live. Technical you- difficulties. Connection issues for live YouTube, so uh, that's all right. Fuck it, we won't do it live. We will not do it live. I just noted, how much calmer am I now? Yeah. What I like about you when you said that, you said old Andy would have freaked out. Now you've accepted that there is an old Andy and a new Andy. Well, there is. For a while, you were like, I wasn't angry. I I wouldn't call it angry still. I would say I You just said old Andy would have freaked out. My patience has gotten better and my reactions. Maybe Maybe the hole in your ceiling was God trying to turn your whole place into a sound bath. Just, uh, just like so, that you always be underwater. <laughs> God, you you know what you? Br- it's funny you bring that up. I was talking about sensory deprivation to my brother Greg and his wife, and she's all on board. And she has a friend who does it. My brother basically was saying what I go. Are, did you talk to Prano? He was saying what you say to me, like word for word. He's like, why well, not just go in the bathtub, turn the lights off? I was like, did you talk to Prano? This is stupid. I go, well, it's not stupid unless you try it. Yeah. Sensory deprivation. That's Yeah. Hey, dude, do whatever works. I, I'm glad you're not flipping out. Well, let's move on with these games. Green Bay at Washington. The Packers are a three-point favorite in D.C. Uh, Aaron Rodgers seems like he's very hurt. <laughs> Doesn't he? I didn't really watch much of last week's game. He, He's... I think that Aaron Rodgers is hurt, but I think he's going to keep going until... Like, I think he's just going to keep playing as long as they're winning. Like, I don't think he's going if, to... If they if they lose, like, to Washington, they, they go to... It's like, oh, maybe I should tap out for a little while. But I'll take hobbled Aaron Rodgers 
over. I'll take hobbled Aaron Rodgers over Alex Smith having the star from Mario Kart. <laughs> like I'll have him. I'll take him over invincible Alex Smith. I'd take him over Alex Smith if Alex Smith had four hands. So I'm taking the Packers. I'm gonna agree. I'm gonna take the Packers. All right, Indy, who just beat the Redskins, travels to Philly, where the Eagles are a six and a half point favorite. Now is Carson Wentz playing this Carson week? Carson Wentz is playing. I'm taking Indy. In case you're wondering, I Eagles fans, by the way, talk about a, talk about people who need a fucking sensory deprivation tank. You're the Super Bowl champs. Stop being so fucking angry. Why are you guys still angry? What is there to be angry about at this point? You're still fucking angry. I made a Ryan. I, the joke wasn't even about the Eagles. The joke was about how fucking Ryan Fitzpatrick and people like you call him mediocre. I put on Twitter the other day. I go, if Ryan Fitzpatrick is mediocre, what are the defending world champion, defending Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles? The joke being, of course, the Eagles aren't mediocre. And Ryan Fitzpatrick is killing them. Therefore, he can't be mediocre. People are like, injured? That's what we are, injured. Fuck you, Prano. You can hate on us all fucking season again? Well, first of all, let me tell you about the Philadelphia Eagles right now and the state of mind of the Philadelphia Eagles organization. Your top, what was Carson Wentz pick? Second overall or third overall? Some crazy high selection. Fourth overall. Your top five franchise quarterback MVP candidate that you, you won the Super Bowl without last year. You're rushing him back. I don't get it. To play the Colts? I don't get it. You're rushing him back to play the Colts? At home. The answer, oh, Carson Wentz is healthy? Why not let him sit one more week anyway? You're playing the Colts at home. I've said this all along. Do not rush Wentz back. Uh, but he's healthy. He's healthy. Well, if he was, if he's healthy this week, how was he not healthy last week? In fact, I said on record... He's got to sit at least the first four games. Now, obviously, I'm not a fucking doctor, but what's the rush? I know Nick Foles has been struggling. The offense has been struggling, like you said. It is the Colts at home. I'm going to take the Colts to cover. Six and a half. To me, I like— He's going to be rusty. I don't know. Uh, Like, are the Colts any good whatsoever? We don't know yet. They just want. I mean, I'm gonna. I'm gonna put. They my, want on the road, right? I'm gonna. I'm gonna take the Eagles because they're at home. Okay. But let me just tell you again. The Eagles, as an organization, are showing their hand here. They don't think they're that good. Well, I think it's just panic. It's the panic, worry, like you Aaron said. Rogers they're two games is in. Probably hurt. But without Aaron Rodgers, the Packers fucking stink. Yeah. The Eagles are basically saying, we're not the team we were last year. We can't just have Nick Foles and win this fucking thing. We can't have Nick Foles and beat the Colts. For sure. But like you said, it doesn't make sense because they won the Super Bowl with Nick Foles. Yeah. Buffalo. Oh, God. The 
poor Bills travel to Minnesota in this week's biggest point spread. They are a 16.5 point underdog. 60.5 is a lot. 60.5 is a lot. I don't think. I'm thinking more like 40. 60.5? Vegas has lost their mind. I mean, the Bills are bad and the Vikings are okay, but still Kirk Cousins. I don't think I can pick them at 60.5. But 16 and a half. 16 and a half? Oh, I'm taking the Vikings. I am too. Oh, God. It's going to be a rough season in Buffalo. All right, next up, we have the Raiders. Raiders at Dolphins? Yes, sir. Dolphins are three-point favorite. I'm going to take the Raiders to get their first win of the season. I'm going to take the Raiders, too. I don't love the Raiders going east. I don't love... Uh, John, John, what is, John Gruden is doing press conferences where he's saying we don't have a pass rush. What? Did you see the stat? This is unbelievable. Did you see the stat, by the way? This is like Sean King doubling down on having white parents <laughs> on his birth certificate. He's saying we don't have a pass rush. You got rid of Khalil. I'm so off the Raiders as an organization and as a franchise. It sucks, bro. Because of this alone. Yeah. If you're a coach, I mean, Khalil Mack, is Khalil Mack currently Defensive Player of the Year? After two games? Yeah. Yeah. It's his award to lose right now. Yeah, for sure. Did you see the stat? I got to pull this up. Did you see this? I don't know what stat it is. Oh, this is so amazing. Khalil Mack's stats alone are better than the entire Raiders defense. The entire team. Through, oh, this is even through six quarters. This wasn't even the full game from Monday. Through six quarters, Mack had two sacks, one interception, two forced fumbles, uh, one touchdown, One fumble recovery. The He's enti- a fucking beast. The entire Raiders defense had two sacks, one interception, one forced fumble. Uh, yeah. I'm off the Raiders, but I'm also – I'm not in on this Dolphins team. I, I don't know if they win, but I think it's close. I'm taking the Raiders in the points. This is my upset pick of the week. Raiders go east and win on the road. I just Are the Dolphins starting 3-0? No. That's basically what I'm saying. Probably not. But they're not good enough for this is like, oh, they're just rolling over the Raiders at home. This next one's an interesting spread, Prano. Denver travels to Baltimore. The Ravens are a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Wow. Too big. <laughs> Too big, probably. But why is Vegas saying that? I don't know. This is the same line that they gave the Pittsburgh Steelers. What, what's with their love of the AFC North at uh, home games? I'm going Denver. I got to go with Denver. Although this this could have a Case Keenum implosion game written, totally, all, written totally. all over it. But five and a half? It's a big spread. I for sure think Denver keeps it close. All right. Another AFC North game. The, the Bengals travel to Carolina. Basically a pick game because the Panthers are a three-point favorite. I'm sure they're going to be all this hoopla post-hurricane. It's going to be emotional. Three-point favorite. I'm going to take... Ooh, that's a tough one. 
Uh, I think it comes down to a kick at the end. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the uh, Panthers. I don't think the. I don't think. I know people are people are on this Bengals train. But it's the same thing I just said about Miami. Are the Bengals gonna start three and zero? I don't see it happening. Therefore, I'm gonna take Carolina. Win and cover. Have we picked different yet this week? I don't know. Have we? I don't think so. All right. Your Giants travel to Houston. Another big point spread. What's the spread at these days? Six points. Ooh, six. Wow. Zero faith in your boy Eli and his offense. Yeah. Uh, and and rightfully so. Good pass rush with good defense uh, of the Texans. Uh, Deshaun Watson. I mean, if there's a defense Deshaun Watson could do damage against, it's the Giants. But six points, Bill O'Brien. I'm taking the Giants. Do they go home? What do you mean? Because they were in Dallas last week. Yeah, I think they do. They fly back to New York? I imagine, yeah. They fly right back to Texas? Stupid. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Because you'd think it would be smarter just to stay yeah. in the state. You're going to take the Giants. I'm taking the Giants just on the Bill O'Brien factor. It's a big spread, man. Six. Yeah, that's why. I actually do think the Texans are going to win this game. Giants got to show me something at some point. Oh, man. I want to take the Giants, but I don't want us to have the same goddamn pick. For the show's sake, I'm going to take Houston. Ugh. find myself rooting for Bill O'Brien. All right. Tennessee at Jacksonville is currently N.A. on all the casinos. This is updated as of now. Because they don't know who's starting a quarterback for Tennessee? I guess. So how do you want to handle this? We could just pick the game, I guess. I think Jacksonville wins. They, I mean, they they showed me something against this, the uh, Patriots last week. They look good, man. Yeah. I agree. Jacksonville's going to win at home. Okay. San Francisco goes to Kansas City. Another big spread. Everyone's up big on the Chiefs. Six and a half point faves. I, I thought when you said big spread, it'd be bigger than that. I'm going to take the Chiefs. I think Chiefs are really, really good. I think the Mahomes thing is a game changer for them. Again, just the ability to stretch the field. Um, they have so many fucking weapons. Their defense is pretty good. I'm I'm going with the Chiefs. I love – when I picked my gut, when, remember when I picked the Super Bowl, it was Rams, Chiefs. And the only thing that made me waver on that is I don't – I'm not sure Andy Reid can win a Super Bowl, and I'm not sure Jared Goff's ready to win a Super Bowl yet. So I was like, wait, I can't pick two teams I'm not super confident in winning the Super Bowl against each other. But my gut was those are the two Super Bowl teams. I think my gut was right. These They look like the two best teams in football. Two most complete as of now. Well, yeah. I think the Rams were actually more complete as far as on the defensive side of the ball. I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to take Kansas City. Okay, speaking of the Rams, again, they are at home against the Chargers. It's seven points. Seven is too big for me. I think the Rams win. I think the Chargers cover. I'm with you. Yeah. Easy commute. Uh, I think Phillip Rivers is the kind of guy who— In fact, I could see the Chargers winning this game. I could see them winning it. I don't think they do win it, but yeah. Philip Rivers is the Philip Rivers is Mr. Backdoor Cover, right? Oh they're, my god. They're down twenty at the end of this game. 
And you know, in the fourth, they're down twenty in the fourth quarter, and he gets two garbage touchdowns, and they they cover by a point. Yeah, I can totally see that happening as well. It's like here comes Rivers, and then they have like they're down twenty. He scores two early fourth quarter touchdowns. Late in the game, they get an onside kick, they drive it down, and then like for some reason, he takes a sack, and the game ends. Yeah. All right, interesting game here. Dallas at Seattle. Yeah, this is interesting. In Seattle, what's the spread? Only a point and a half favorite for the Seahawks. It's their first home game of the year. They did not look good last week. My boy Russell Wilson did not help my cause. It was a rough game against the Bears. Now, you talked about wearing the L chain. But what am I wearing it for? I don't know. You were the one that tweeted it. I specifically said I did not tweet it. Oh. You said, I'm going to take the L. Well, I took the L on that game. But I wasn't like, oh, they're going to. When I, I texted you and I specifically let off with like, I'm not trying to be a dick. But did you see? Like, you have to see it now. First of all, multiple. Did you watch that game of sound? Yeah, of course. Witten talked a lot about him holding the ball. I know Booger did. And Booger talked about it. And then uh, at one point they said that this was like the off-season goal for Russell Wilson and Schottenheim, and Brian Schottenheimer was getting rid of the ball faster. Well, I definitely put, obviously, a few of those sacks on Russell Wilson. I'm not going to deny that. He held the ball too much that game. My eyes are not going to lie. I know what I saw. Yeah. He held the ball too much. The offense did not look good. I also didn't know Schottenheimer was their offensive coordinator. I'm not a fan of him. Never been a fan of him. I think he's hot garbage. Can we agree that the the Seahawks are trending down as an entire organization? Yes. Can we agree that there's not besides let's say besides Russell Wilson. Let me give let me throw you a bone here. Besides Russell Wilson, Who's an outstanding player on the Seahawks? Even the guys on defense that are outstanding, they're trending. They're, they're older. Russell Wilson is at least, you know, young-ish. Why wouldn't you get rid of Russell Wilson? Trade him. Restart with Pete Carroll. I mean, I just because he's their franchise guy. But they have nothing around him. They can get guys. It's going to be a rough season. It might be a rough couple of years. Especially with both the Rams and the so 49ers so, trending up. Right. So a rough couple of years. So a rough couple of years you're building around the mobile, short Russell Wilson to hopefully still be good when he's like a mid-30s Russell Wilson. Well, look, we all know the NFL ebbs and flows. Dude. Yeah. It goes in waves. So you can have a – I mean, take, for example, Drew Brees. That whole team has ebbed and flowed. We just talked about it. They were 12-4 and four last year, right? Right. They're not looking good. They're not winning 12 games this year. Yeah. I mean, we're, those, we're talking about two different players. Entirely, but, but I'm right? not. Ta- but I'm not comparing Breeze to Wilson. I'm right. not. I'm just talking about the or, the the teams, the organizations. It's probably going to be a rough couple years. I was actually surprised at their defense 
I thought their defense played pretty well overall. Uh, and I'll be honest we about... Go, we go back to that Bears thing. I, I, I've said it again. I, I've made this joke now, and I'm going to make it again. Because it, it keeps reminding me of the old Jerry Seinfeld bit. Like, why don't they just make the whole plane out of the black box? Trubisky, right down the field for a touchdown. They get to... Yeah. They get halfway through the first quarter. Bring that up. The, the scripted plays are over, and they can't move the ball. Why don't you script your whole fucking game? Well, did you hear Witten say that? No. He actually said that. What did he say? Why don't they script the whole game? Yeah. He, <laughs> he literally said it was either Witten or some or McFarland. I, I, I don't know. Script 50 plays. Somebody did say, like, script more plays. If I'm a Bears fan. This, like, random pick, randomly selected first 15. They should have. Not that it was that, but they should have beat the shit out of the Seahawks. Absolutely. I think Trubisky is. Dude, when your defense is, is playing like that. He made a lot of bad mistakes. Yeah, I agree. I He was the second overall pick. He's still suspect, in my opinion. Especially in that division with the Vikings and the Packers. I mean, their defense, obviously, just add Khalil Mack. God. He's like, just add water. It's like, just add Khalil Mack. They're a whole different defense. But, like, get it together. Script 40 plays. Yeah. But, goes back to my point. I have predicted... That Seattle does not that that Russell Wilson isn't the lifetime quarterback of the Seattle Seahawks. Pete Carroll's a smart guy. I wouldn't be surprised. But you said he wouldn't be the, on them in 2019. Well, I said I I remember saying 2020. No, you I, no you didn't. I have okay. I wrote okay. it down. 2020. Here's why though. So what are you saying? Russell Wilson will not be the starting quarterback. I think they'll move him. Why pay that guy that much? He's not making, dude. He, compared to what the guys are making now, he's really not making that much. But still, he's making twenty million dollars. A lot of these guys are making way more. But they were good when he was making four hundred grand because the money was elsewhere. I'm saying, why not go to? Why not take a team that needs a fucking quarterback and go here? Have Russell Wilson. We want we want two first rounders, and we want to start over. I, I don't. I just don't understand that rationale of moving your your, your quarterback because Russell Wilson's Russell Wilson's um, what's the phrase I'm looking for? Like what Russell Wilson is as a quarterback doesn't get better as he gets older. What do you mean? He's Mister Mobile. That you don't. Be, that he's again like the Dwight Howard thing. It's like you have to either improve your game. Or become irrelevant when you can't dunk every time you get the ball. I mean, he's in his seventh year. Yeah. We're talking about Brian Schottenheimer and him working all offseason on him getting rid of the ball faster. He isn't. It doesn't. What's well, two not games. He's that guy. It's two right. games. But he is not, he's shown no ability to be that guy. It's two games. It's seven years. He's not quick. He's not Drew Brees. But this is also my argument. Uh... It's kind of similar to the, the Fitz argument. I'm going to look at the full catalog, right, of someone's career. Through six years, Wilson's averaged – these are the numbers because I favorited the tweet. Through six years, he's averaged 27 touchdowns to nine interceptions, 3,700 passing yards, 500 rushing yards. That's his average per season through six years. 
I'll take those. Like, like, like. But my point is, is Russell Wilson getting better going forward? I think he will. Okay. I have faith in him. Just like he has faith in Jesus Christ. Yeah, I don't. I think I think as his athleticism wanes. You think he's going to get worse as a player? I think he's going to get worse as a player for a number of reasons. He relies on athleticism. They're going to be worse. So why not move him when he's still athletic and say, hey, you got four, three, four more good years of Russell Wilson, mobile fucking quarterback guy. Have him on whatever fucking team you are. You know what I mean? I don't know what team that is off the top of my head. Bengals. Somebody. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Why not? Well, who do you take in this game? I'm taking, I'm taking Seattle. I don't think Dallas is that good. I'll take Seattle too. Mainly because it's at home. Yeah. It's going to be a rough year. Seattle might win five games. All right. Bears travel to Arizona. Coming off that win, they're a five and a half point favorite on the road in Phoenix. Speaking of, one, well, let's go back one second. Trubisky, second overall pick, blah, blah, blah. Let's say the Bears win six games this year. With that defense, would you bring in Russell Wilson to mentor a young Trubisky? I mean, I think they're better. I think if you if you put Russell Wilson on the Bears, I think they're significantly better. Yes, but I also don't think they're going to go from Trubisky's the starter for two years, basically. Then goes back to not starting. The Bears don't really have picks to give anyway. I mean, that's an interesting move. I'm just trying to think of a destination for Russ. Jacksonville? You want Russ on the move. You want him out of I, Seattle. No. I think Pete Carroll's a smart guy. Rumor is Pete Carroll was on the Mahomes train hard. That he loved the Pat Mahomes. That he wanted it. He was thinking about sneaky stealing a QB. How much longer do you give Pete Carroll, by the way? Well, this is exactly the question. So... I think if you, if Pete Carroll holds, right? If he doesn't fold any cards, if he sticks with what he's got. Guess his age. 68. Good guess. He's 67. Um, if Pete Carroll holds and they're just bad, they fire him, right? But if he gets out in front of this and he's like, guys, here's the deal. We won a Super Bowl. We got to another. I'm an innovator. I know what I'm doing. This is my last hurrah. We're taking one more shot with this fucking Seahawks team, and then I'm going off into retirement. But we got to reboot now. Move Russ this offseason. Collect. Build again. And let's get one more shot at it. We have the home field advantage. I'm going to be able to come up with schemes. We just need talent. We don't have any. We can get it by moving our quarterback. I just, I don't, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of NFL trades for the most part. How about the Khalil Mack trade? You're a fan of that one? <laughs> but that's my point. From I'm looking at it from the Raiders' perspective. Right. That's why are you trading him? But the Raiders are like this mid-level team because they have Khalil Mack. Now they're fucking going to be bad. Yeah. Right? 
Russell Wilson and the Seahawks are this mid-level team. Yeah, trade Russell Wilson and be bad. I just don't think Gruden was trying to be bad. He just made a colossal error. Yeah. You get picks by getting rid of Russell Wilson. You get picks by being bad. You restart and you fucking go for it. I do like Carroll as a coach. Yeah, I do too. Who do you like in this Arizona game? Bears are five and a half point. I'm favorites. taking the Bears. I think Arizona is fucking awful. Can you imagine? Can you just um, where's this game? First of all, it's in Arizona. Can you? I forget. I don't even know why I asked. Can you imagine Sam Bradford dropping back with Khalil Mack on the uh, defense? Sam Bradford has already taken a knee. <laughs> See, Sam Bradford is currently kneeling at the 50 yard line. The oh, here's a fun one. Arizona like didn't cross the 50 last week until like the second half. They were bad. I watched it. They were real bad. The Bears defense is good. The Arizona Cardinals are bad. The Arizona Cardinals need to fuck. Like, I'm going to take the Bears as well. New England at Detroit, your Sunday night game. The Patriots are seven-point favorites. Matt Patricia goes against his mentor. Belichick destroys. Yeah, I'm taking the Patriots. I'll take, I'll take the Patriots by 13. I'm going to take the Lions. No, dumb. Don't do it. Well, you know, I just wanted to. Uh, please do it, actually. Well, we just have so many same picks. Yeah, great. Take the Lions. Hold on a second on that pick. God, the Patriots in primetime are fucking good. I'll stick, I'll stick with it. Make it interesting. I'll take the Lions. All right, and the Monday night game. Oh, Pittsburgh. What is happening in Pittsburgh, they are a point and a half favorite at your boy. They're on the road? Fitzmagic. It's in Tampa? It's in Tampa. Wow. Monday Night Football. It's, this is a tough one. Do the Steelers start 0 2 and 1? Better question: Did the Tampa Bay Bucks start three and zero? Oh man, this is tough. Pittsburgh's secondary got shredded last week. Fitz Magic. Oh, you want to hear a fun Fitz Magic stat? Most Player of the Week awards, NFC or AFC, offensive, defensive, or special teams since 2014. Aaron Rodgers eight, Cam Newton seven, Ryan Fitzpatrick six, Tom Brady six. He's the definition of catching lightning in a bottle. That's my argument on him. Fitz Magic passing T- TDs, 181. Joe Namath, 173. Troy Aikman, 165. I saw that. Joe Theismann, 160. Bart Starr. We also live in a different age. I, I think, you know, I had, an, I had a really good conversation with my brother about that. Because we were looking at the top 10 all-time passing yards. Yeah. Three of those guys, I think, are currently playing. Yeah. Eli? Or not three. Of the top 10? Of the top 10 is Brady, Breeze, Eli, Rivers, Roethlisberger. So I'm saying five. Yeah. Five of the top 10 are currently in the NFL. Guys pass. Rodgers is probably getting up there, too. Guys pass for a lot more yards now. 
I just think when we when we look at eras, I've said it before though because I know I I love like that's a big thing that happens. That's with, why Marino is so impressive, by the way. Sure. Yeah, dude, he's thrown for four hundred yards in nineteen eighty six. No, absolutely. That was that, that was unheard of. Right. It absolutely was. The criticism of Dan Marino, right, is the sixty six career rating in the playoffs. Like his playoff performance is terrible. Wait, wait, wait a second. Wait a second, Dirtballs. Did Joe just bring quarterback rating into yeah. it? Yeah. Well, I mean, I could do. So we're using that stat now. I could do. I mean, we could look through his passing. I mean, I could break you down all of his. I'm just saying. You, you told me right. that's a bullshit stat, and you just yeah. used it. Yeah, it is. It then is. Why bullshit. did you just use it? It's flawed. It's a completely flawed stat again. But when, why did you just use it then? Uh, I'll tell you because. It's a completely flawed stat, but it does encompass a lot of different things. And what it encompasses for Dan Marino is that his playoff, if you look at it for two different players, right? If you look at Alex Smith's career passing rating versus Eli Manning's or Alex Smith versus, you know, Joe Theismann, Aaron Rodgers, whatever, that's it's why it's a flawed stat. Now, if you look at Dan Marino versus Dan Marino, then it's a completely your 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 what's control group is the same person. Dan Marino significantly better regular season player than postseason player. Dan also the other criticism of Dan Marino as a player is what I say about Drew Brees all the time. Do you want your quarterback leading the league in passing yards? Is that something you want? If you had gun to your head, if you said next year, Jared Goff will far and away lead the NFL in passing yards, do you want that? Well, no, because they have Todd Gurley. They don't have a balanced offense. I want him to They're get throwing the ball. the ball too much. They're behind late. They're like, there's a whole lot of different things. So there's that factor of Dan Marino. That being said, Dan Marino was ahead of his time in that they were slinging the ball all over the field, which a lot of teams do more now. Now, that being said, the criticism of the Eli Mannings, for example, or the Phillip Rivers is like, oh, cool, they're sixth and seventh in passing yards all time. Let's see where they are in 20 years when everybody's throwing the ball more. And my argument is, I think they're going to still be there because I think now the offenses are changing where, yeah, they're throwing the ball a little bit more, but... Guy, they're also putting guys. Mitchell Trubisky ran the option the other day. The proper option, not the RPO, not the fucking. He ran an option. They bootlegged Russell Wilson out in that game. Alone, the, the, their play was let's get Russell Wilson alone in space with Khalil Mack. What? What kind of drugs are you on? I don't think a lot of these quarterbacks. Make it because the same thing I said about Russell Wilson, the window's smaller if you're asking a guy to do all of this stuff. How quickly does Cam Newton not become a starter in the NFL anymore when he's no longer a tailback? But I think some of these guys will get past. Well, they will. I'm just looking at the numbers right now. You know, Matt Ryan's already 16th. Yeah, Matt, sure. Overall. Matt Ryan's totally. He's of that era. Aaron Rodgers is 20th. Sure. Those guys are going to move right up. Absolutely. They're also going to be top 10 all-time passers. My thing is, 
I don't know if Cam is. I don't know if Russ is. I don't know if Deshaun Watson's going to be an all-time passer one day. I don't know. Like You're talking about guys who you need them to change their game to be able to survive and be a 20-year player in the NFL. But I think they will. I mean, I think a lot of these guys do get passed. That's just my opinion. I mean, right now, Joe Flacco's already 25th all-time. Matthew Stafford's 27th. Yeah. Matthew Stafford has... 35,000 passing yards. Matthew Stafford, all I'm saying is this. Matthew Stafford will finish with 50,000 passing yards, which will put him in the top 10 all time. Yeah. Those are the guys. You know, I mean, Andy Dalton already has 26,000 passing yards. And Andy Dalton won't be a starter in three years in the NFL. I don't know about that, man. He plays in Cincinnati. They'll keep people around forever. It'll be interesting to see. Who do you got this game? Point and a half, Pittsburgh favorite. I'm going to take Pittsburgh, although I think this is going to be a really good game. I think uh, I don't. I wouldn't be surprised if either team won by two touchdowns. I'm going to take Pittsburgh as well. All right, fuck it. I'll take Tampa. Yes. Fitz magic. Don't stop believing. If he starts 3 and 0. First of all, serious question. Everything aside, the Ryan Fitzpatrick, let's just say he's player X. Here's his stats through two games. Here's their win record the last two seasons. You, there's no way you go back to Jameis Winston week 4, right? There's no way I don't, you- I don't care if he throws six picks this weekend on Monday night. Yeah. I agree. You can't go back to Jameis. You gotta, here's my thing with the NFL quarterbacks. No matter who you are, you always play with the hot hand. You, you just can't go back. you got to play with the guy who's doing well. You just have to. Why, why, why take away any momentum with an NFL quarterback? And we see this all the time, right? We've seen this in San Francisco. But also, when you look at the wet, forget Ryan Fitzpatrick. Because I've said before, like, okay, he's played on a lot of bad teams. Their team has talent. Suddenly, he's fucking great. Let's take that aside. Let's take the Ryan Fitzpatrick aside. There are talented receivers. They do have talent on their defensive front. They aren't. Everybody was on the bandwagon last year. Is this more of an exposure of Jameis Winston than it is, oh, how good Ryan Fitzpatrick is. Like, Winston fucking stunk with those guys last year. I mean, how bad does Winston have to be where we're talking Jamarcus Russell? First overall pick. No, man. That, that's, they won five games last year. Jamarcus Russell is, is next level bad. But his team was fucking terrible. Jamarcus Russell's? Yeah. I don't remember, to be honest. He was bad, though. I mean, Jameis Winston's not putting up amazing numbers, but... You play to win the game. They went, what, 9-7 and seven the year before last? So he had a winning 
record the year before. Yeah, they went nine and seven. Last year he was bad. They went three and ten with him as a starter. He was bad. If Ryan Fitzpatrick wins on Monday, he will have as many wins this season as Jameis Winston had with the same Bucks team last year. I think it's more of a reflection on, on Jameis. That's what I said. He is black Bobby Boucher. I've said that all along. Russell to the Bucks. How many more years do you give Fitz? Three? In the league? Yeah. I mean, forget his age. What? What? Like... He's he's moving around. He's slinging sidearm dimes. He's throwing on the move. He's running for touchdowns. When you talk about athletes, a lot of times it's more. It's not the age as much as the miles, right? Isn't that especially when you look at like NBA guys? There's this mileage marker when they've played X amount of minutes. When they play like. Yeah, he's been in the league 15 years. And yeah, he was the he had 10 years basically in a row where he played over 10 games. But his first 3 years in the league, he also played one game a year. Last couple of years, he you know, he played a couple games for the Bucks like he's not 15 years a starter in mileage. He's he went to fucking Harvard. Like how long what team wouldn't have him as a backup? It's really just a matter of he has this success. But see, this is this is where I feel like we're finding a common ground right now. Because we agree there. This is where we agree. I think he's a great backup. He can fill in well. He's shown it. Like I said, right. he's, but here, he, he, he's not the... That's he, all, that's here's, all. Where, here's where we disagree. Okay? A lot of teams move on from quarterbacks that they don't think are right for them right now. Yes. Right? Lots and lots of teams that historically in the last 25 years have been fucking dumpster fires of an organization have moved on from Ryan Fitzpatrick and not moved on to anything better. The Jets went with fucking Josh McCown. The Texans went with fucking... I mean, who did the Texans go to? Brandon Whedon. Yeah, but... but the, 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 The... the St. Louis Rams went with Sam Bradford. But that's not true. None of those are true. Most of them aren't true. They were just waiting to get their franchise guy. The Texans now have Deshaun Watson, right? This is how long ago did he it's, play with? Hold on. It's hold not on, that long ago. Hold on. How long ago, first of all, did Ryan Fitzpatrick play with the Texans? It's a lot longer than Deshaun Watson's. And do you remember games where they make the playoffs and they're fucking favored and they're starting? God knows who. Yeah, but again, Joe. They started Tom Savage last year. It's not that long ago. Ryan Fitzpatrick started 12 games for the Texans in 2014. Right. So. Sean Watson was drafted last year. 2016. In between them, who did they fucking start? Tom Savage. Brian Hoyer. 
Yeah, but again, my argument is... Uh, my argument is guys got rid of him and then started somebody not as good as him. Not arguably, straight up not as good. Brian, Where's Brian Hoyer? He's backing up Tom Brady. Yeah. Who is the who are the who became the Bills? The Bills. The fucking Bills. Peterman, Tyrod Taylor. All of these guys. The Bills were a playoff team last year with fucking Tyrod Taylor, and then he threw for fucking 80 yards. I'm not saying all these organizations are making sound decisions at times. But I also believe with their smoke, there's fire. That's 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 And then it's like, oh, the Jets gave Ryan Fitzpatrick a lot of money and then he didn't have a great season. It's like, but then you gave a bunch of money to Josh McCown. Did they? Is that true? I mean, they he was he wasn't playing for fucking peanuts. The Bears gave a bunch of money to Mike Glennon. But don't you agree? Who would you rather have? I mean, come on. On the Bears. I mean, they they had to go to Trubisky earlier than they wanted to because Mike Lennon, that they gave seventeen million dollars, was a fucking joke. I didn't like that move. Nobody liked that move. Right. Is Mike Lennon still in the NFL? He's on Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. All right. Those are the NFL picks of the week. Whoa, whoa. Fitz magic. You know. You want to watch that game together? Yeah, let's do it. We'll come over here. That'd be a good game to broadcast live. We got, come on, YouTube. Help us out, man. Yeah. Monday night, Bucks. I don't think, Steelers. I don't think we can do it, but uh, it would be a fun one to do live. All right, that's another episode of the Dirty Sports Podcast. Guys, thank you for all the support. Again, you drop any of our promo codes, take screenshots, sponsors. I'll send you some koozies. I'll do the same for an, a new, new iTunes reviews. Drop your Twitter handle, drop a new iTunes review. I'll send you some koozies. Great. Good deal. I mean, I need, we need the interns. We, we need to get an intern for all this shit. To be mailing stuff out. Yes. Remember when we had like three interns? We have none again. But we have people who want to intern. We need a technical intern. We need like somebody who gets technology. Here's what I'll do. I'll put together what we're looking for, and I'll get the ball rolling on that as well. Five interns, one Corolla. Only one man gets the job. It, things are starting to heat up with that. I know. I'm excited about it. We need to get sponsors. I agree. But come on, Super Bowl tickets? I'm going to work on these Super Bowl tickets. But will will advertisers want to go near this? Savage ones. Savage. (laughs) After living in the car for five days, Harry's razors. The body wash. The only body wash can get the stink off living in a Corolla covered in shit and piss. We got a few people interested. I know. I love it. Maybe the best idea you ever had. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see where we do it. All right, guys. Follow Dirty Sports at the Dirty Sports on Twitter and Instagram. Again, apologies for today's YouTube 
uh, live cutting out, but half the episode will be up on YouTube. DirtySports.com. If you subscribe on YouTube, you get a notification when we're going live. Just something to put out there for people. Oh, that's a good point. Just subscribe on YouTube. You'll get a, an alert. We're going live. If you can watch it, great. If you're in class or at work and you can't, fine. But I love it because I always know when we've gone live because it just gives me an alert. Yeah. I'm subscribed to our YouTube, and I'm never going to watch it. Prano? Uh, JoePrano.com for shows. Got a bunch of shows uh, lined up here in L.A. over the next couple of weeks. Back up in the Bay Area in mid-November. Putting together that winter winter tour run. Was on the road for a while. Going to take a couple of weeks off. Maybe, maybe even take the month of October off. Stay here in Los Angeles. Get back on my exercise regime. Get some, uh, get some local spots. And then back on the road in November. So stay on JoePrano.com for dates. Uh, Joe Prano on Instagram at Fix Your Life on Twitter. I want to shout out uh, my T-shirt here, San Antonio Gunslingers. I got this last night, Andy. I interviewed Jeff Perlman, who just wrote the book uh, "Football for a Buck," which is about the USFL. I was telling you about it before the show. Talk about savage. The players of the USFL is some of the most savage shit I've ever read in this great book. And I interviewed Jeff on the Joe Prano podcast. So a little sportsy writer crossover. Uh, that one drops tomorrow. So check out the Jeff Perlman episode. And fuck, how dope is this t-shirt? It's a good looking shirt. And the back says Big Paper, which is a story from the book. You got to hear it. It's it's incredible. So check out that that episode. And check out Football for a Buck if if you know or care about the USFL. And if you don't, it's even better. I'll read it for sure. Yeah, I'll pass along to you after I'm done. Sounds like a great book. All right, guys, that's the show. Thank you for supporting us. And most importantly, don't forget, condoms are for pussies.